Okay, so this is our very first podcast um, with myself and, and me. And this is our podcast called Muslim and Married. Podcast. <laughs> podcast, sorry. Okay. Podcast called Muslim and Married. Um, so what this podcast is about is just kind of a different perspective of being um, Muslims, um, sort of marriage, um, everything that entails within that. We look, we're going to look at important topics within the current social climate um, and just sort of interesting topics as and when they come. Um, so if we first introduce my, if we first introduce ourselves, sorry, um, we're going to use not our real name, so I'm just going to give my initials. So I'm Zed. I'm F. And how long have you been married for? It's been a year and three months. One year and three months since we've been married, yes. But we've known each other for two years and three months? Um, We met each other in, yeah, two years and three months. Two years and three months, yeah. So we've, so we've known each other for a bit of time. Um, Yeah, so this first topic, what we kind of wanted to talk about was sort of our marriage, um, how we met. Um, we went through the arranged marriage process. So we wanted to talk... A little bit about that and how we compare it to sort of other relationships and what the pros are and the cons are of doing something like that. Um, we're, we're two pretty modern Muslims. We're not as practicing, I would say, as we would like to be. Yeah, but it's something so. we, we want to work on, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. So let's, if I go to you first, F, um, how, do you, how did you find the process of an arranged marriage? So you can even start off talking about like, uh, before you met me, if you went through the process, how you found it and things like that. Yeah, I think from a guy's perspective, it's uh, it's pretty strange kind of um, experience altogether. Um, I think sometimes you're like you're like presented as as a show pony, if you want, Ooh, okay. and you just kind of walk into a house where you're you know with normally your parents, and then you're in a room full of people who where you know you know they're just kind of making all these kind of little kind of judgments in their head about you you know yeah oh is he um, tall is he dark what does he look like yeah looks, before before we yeah. get into the bit of more detail about that i just want to quickly yeah. clarify what an arranged marriage is for anyone who doesn't know okay. sorry should have done this a bit earlier but um basically an arranged marriage is where families kind of know other families and they know a single person in each family um, and they want them to meet and kind of start a relationship you have forced arranged marriages, which we do not condone in any way. Yeah, I think there's a big misconception when it comes to Indian arranged marriages. Yes. I think a lot of people assume that it's um, you're going to marry her and you're going to marry him. And that's that. And, you know, that's the end of it. And, and the young person has no choice in it. Yeah, and, and that does happen in a very few minority of instances or places in in modern uh, british society yeah i think even internationally now i think um, in india it probably happens a lot i mean we watched that documentary in, about india and i i, I don't yeah, think we did. it's that common practice anymore um i think maybe 10 15 20 years ago it was a lot more common the tides are slowly changing but i think in rural communities in india it's still a pretty possibly much, yeah but i think I, 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 I think in, in in those instances everybody's kind of on board to that system i think the the lady is more like you know this is just the way it is and the guys are all like you know mm, okay that's the way it crumbles kind of thing they're kind of more more accepting of it there yeah definitely so so we went through an arranged marriage um and and you're definitely right there is a misconception about it there's a um i think a lot of people just see it as 
taboo or wrong or it's just an an unnatural way of meeting someone. Yes. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree? I agree. I think um it's definitely a a strange way because it's almost like, you know, you've got your muzmaches, your Tinder, your Minda, your you know, whatever other <laughs> stuff there is out there. Um Bumble I think was one. Um but but what this does is is instead of Tinder or Bumble or Muzmatch or whatever being the link between you two, mm. it's your parents or your. That's or your, actually or your a good way of looking at it. They're really. basically your Tinder. Yeah, I think that's strange really good as way that sounds. So, um, they use the connections and people they know, and when you're at a certain age and you're ready to get married, or you kind of have that conversation with them, they'll then you know seek out people that they know. It's because our community is quite. It's quite social, isn't it? It's a community that everyone knows everyone, um, yes. which I think is quite um, unique to sort of Indian, Asian um, sort of ethnic groups. I wouldn't say that's... You, you usually have like so many cousins and people just know each other and there's so many events where people get get to know each other. And I think there's quite a few people who kind of know each other about each other's families, query mm. about those types of things and kind of... I, I, I think it is, but I think... In, in in a kind of strange way, it, it does happen in in more kind of Western white society as well. So like if you, you if you were to look at let's say this is an extreme example, but let's say the royal family, yeah. Okay, that is uh, an extreme example. That is an extreme example, but what would happen in that instance is they would look through their royal connections and be like, oh, uh, you know, Dorothy has a daughter you might be interested in, yeah. Or you know, even sometimes white people in general, they're like, oh yeah, you know. Um, my friend Anne has a daughter about your age, you know, I think you two would Yeah, it's it kind of, it is kind of, it's kind of, um, when you're introduced to someone through a friend, it's sort of that similar sort of it's, aspect. It's, yeah, it's like a strong introduction, basically. Yes, it's a strong introduction. So should we kind of talk through what happens in an arranged marriage, at least what our experience of that is, isn't it? Sure. Um, so I've had a couple, and the way that they worked usually for me before I met you yeah. was that the guy usually comes to my house at the time, uh-huh. uh, me being the girl, um, sure. and there is a just a pure two hours of complete awkwardness. There's no other way to describe it. I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, just 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 bizarre, awkward. It's it's because everyone knows the intention of being there. It's like being on a family date, if I could put it, <laughs> in a in in, in a, a sort in of a in a first date. Because what happens is the families kind of sit down together, um, and they have the most awkward small talk. I can only imagine. Um, talking about random things and guessing weather and things like that before ultimately someone who's confident enough is like, how about the two young people meet separately where they can talk just themselves? Yes, it's almost like a kind of small talk kind of introduction. And in in, in this instance, the family are kind of, in a way, you're kind of saving grace because yeah. they're almost... Uh, the better they communicate, the less awkward it gets. Yeah, that you. is true. So... That is true. Uh, I've had instances where it's very awkward and then I've had instances where it's not too awkward and everyone can just have a casual general conversation. Casual chat, yeah. So then what happens after that, in my experience anyways, um, me and the other person um, go into another room and just kind of talk and get to know each other. Um, and then that'll last about 20, 30 minutes, I would say. A bit less sometimes. Sometimes less, depending, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then we just basically talk to each other, talk about what we do, what our interests are, what kind of person we are. Um, and then from that point on, you can then um, go your separate ways, speak to your family. If you like that person, you can just 
what I did was exchange numbers with that person um, and then take it from there and communicate from there until, you know, we were ready to take that next step. Um, and that's how it worked for us, didn't it? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think that's pretty accurate kind of description of it. Yeah. Um, what would usually happen is you'd be introduced to each other. You'd have that conversation and then you'd know whether you'd want to, you know, stop conversating with that person almost immediately (laughs) or whether you would like to just end it right there yeah um and then the rest is down to you really um i think most of it is anyway yeah yeah and how much would you say family hadn't so let's say for example you didn't like a girl at all um and that their family said hey i want to swap numbers how much would your family pressure you to take that number or swap that number my family didn't pressure me at all. Okay. I have to say, um, there were certain ones where they would give me a little nudge and be like, she seems quite nice, but ultimately it, it'd be my decision. Mm. And if I said no straight up, then it was a no straight yeah. up kind of thing. That's, that's very good. That's very good. Some other families are a bit more pushy, isn't it? Um, so how did you find the process of sort of going through an arranged marriage? Like, from the moment you said, yes, I'm ready to get married, to the moment, okay, then you've met me. Um, was that quite a lengthy process? Was it a difficult process? If I go first, um, for me, it was actually quite a short process. Yeah. Um, F was the third person I met, um, and it kind of just gelled really well, and we, we, we just got to know each other really well, and it was really good. Um, um, to be 100% honest, I never was looking for marriage. No. Uh, my family asked me to do it um, yeah. just to, you know, see if I could meet people um, and sort of see if there was someone potentially that I could spend forever with. And I thought that was kind of an a, an unrealistic goal, to be honest, at the time I did. Yeah. Um, and then I met a F and we hit it off and I was like, wow, there's real potential that I actually, you know, can see forever with this person and um that's how it worked for me um so um the other two people it just basically didn't gel as well and and that's as far as um my story goes I've heard other stories where it's gotten so far and it and then it kind of crashed last minute or it's gotten to certain stages and crashed for me it never got past that first meeting and the moment it did I married that person so it's kind of a a very unique look on things I, I would say that's a that's a low percentage of that happening, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. um, I think it's a low percentage of that happening. And if I could, <clears throat> in a way, go back a few steps and um, just kind of say from a guy's perspective, yeah, it's it's a bit of a strange ordeal because, like I mentioned, you're 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 put put there on view, like yeah, as a bit of a show pony, and you have to kind of show your tricks a little bit um so they're always making these little judgments in their head they're always saying thinking to themselves that you know he's not that tall or he's a bit dark you get instantly judged yes you do you do i would say that happens both ways don't you think i think it does i think it does but um i think i think it it, it, i personally feel that as a guy when you go in there uh it's almost like you're in their kind of territory yeah yeah so um and I feel like a lot of the decision is put up on the girl, which is fair, um, because she should kind of have the first say, I, th- I think. Is that how it works? So then the girl gives the first answer. Well, how it works is, mm-hmm. from what I discussed with my... Family. Family. Was that um, the girl never gives the answer first. Right. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, so 
if you get communication basically so if the girl say for example if you say that oh yeah i like them i'd like to exchange numbers with them mm -hmm. then at that point your family wouldn't do anything until they hear from the other party first so the guy always has to make the first point of communication from what i understand from what you understand so okay. that it, might not be the case everywhere but in your situation but yeah it, was, it yeah. would be very and I think unusual it's most likely, yeah. to have the to have the girl's family say the girl really liked him and she'd like to exchange numbers i don't know why maybe they make maybe it might make it seem more eager on the girl's side mm. and i think it's just a traditional thing yeah yeah I traditional don't know. cultural but, views, don't you? yeah when I had that discussion with my with my grandma and my mum and they were like, you know, we met someone and they were like, would you like to talk to her? I'm like, look, if they communicate first, then I don't mind. And they're like, they won't communicate first. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but if they do, then I wouldn't mind. But And they were like, no, that, that's just first. not how it works. How did it work in our situation? I don't actually know. So in our situation, it was... I just was... told my auntie, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to go to the next step. And that was it. That's as far as the communication I went So to. I think your auntie would have kind of taken that information and been like, okay and just held on to it and held on to it and then she would have waited for my mom to get back like how instantly did you tell your auntie that was it a few days after did she ask you uh yeah it was literally an hour after you left i was like um I, it was just um, an instant yes i would like to get to know the right. person more that was it um, i'm happy to exchange numbers but that's yeah. it like that's as far as i'm willing right. to go well she would have held that information then and then I would have probably an hour or two later, you know, or when we got in the car, I'd be like, you know, I'm happy to, you know, continue Continue speaking to exchange numbers. And then I don't know why, but they have to kind of play this game of don't seem to be eager. So right. I think I think my family would wait about two or three days and then be like, you know, the boys thought about it and like talk to her. And then the numbers would get exchanged right. through the families or whatever. Right. Okay, no, that that's interesting. If we go back a little bit, as, as you said, so you kind of felt that as going into into a couple of homes as you did, yeah. that you were kind of felt you were put on show a little bit. Was that what you said? A little bit. Um, I think that happens both ways. To be honest, I feel like the traditional way of how arranged marriages work it didn't work in this in our case and none in none of my other um sort of arranged meetings that that happened. But usually. Um, the girl's kind of hidden away and then she comes and serves tea you know how you see on Indian films and things yes, like that yes. and she serves tea to the person to the family and she's kind of instantly judged in that way you know what that's one of the most piss-taking things for me because <laughs> why like, um, you get all this nice food come up to you and you can't you can't kind of oh, okay. dig into it because you don't want to seem like a fat pig <laughs> so you just kind of have to be a bit reserved I don't and... think we had any nice food did we we were just like no, yeah, I, I think we had some cake or some stuff. Yeah, like there that. there was but, been yeah. a little bit of stuff, but it wasn't yeah. a proper nice food. Um, so yeah, so you feel like that, you know, sometimes. So what was the most odd experience for you? I think the most odd experience was there was this one house where we went to see the family and obviously the girl, and I had a conversation with her, and it was a very very dry conversation. Like I was pretty much leading all the answers and all the conversation. Yeah. So I would kind of be like. What do you like to do? Nothing. Okay. What do you do for a living? Study. Okay. Right. Do you think what she you was studying? just instantly like, done? Teaching. And I, I just kind of one word answers. And I don't know whether she was shy or whether, you know, she wasn't interested. And then I just kind of had that conversation with my mom afterwards. And it was a straight no from me. I was like, look, she's clearly not interested. I'm not interested. And, you know, yeah, I don't feel like there's on. any connection there. Let's just move on. No point wasting time. Uh, then the next day, her father starts calling my mum 
and my grandma and he's all like no i think we should exchange numbers it kind of speak. forceful about yeah and when numbers, the oh when God. the girl side of family usually makes that first move it's it, you, you know like in tradition it's not always considered it's a bit concerning because it's not traditional it's not it's, it's not playing by the book basically all right or okay. whatever the book is um <laughs> so it was it was just a bit strange like the way he was really pushing it that we exchanged numbers uh especially with you know the kind of um feeling i got from the conversation it you wasn't just felt very... like she didn't want the number so why was he pushing it almost yeah but i felt like maybe she was shy and he, she wanted it or i don't know what it was and i, I still don't know to this day but <laughs> i just wasn't interested and he was just kind of really really pushing it and then yeah. eventually we had to kind of keep telling him until he got the message that we're, we're just not interested Hmm. Uh, that that was the most weirdest in- instance, I guess. Yeah, um, and and I know we're doing this in a bit of an odd order. I think it's just because our first podcast is not in a proper order. But I was gonna ask, how did you know you were first ready to get married? How did you know? Uh, what age were you first? And and how did you know that you know this was it? I want to find a marriage partner. Um, was it your family being like, hey, look, I think it's time for you to get someone? Was it you taking that first step, speaking to your family, being like, I'm I'm looking to get someone? How did that work? I didn't know. I never knew. Um, towards, towards what do you mean? The when you met people, I, I you didn't know. You, I, I, I wasn't even interested in getting married at that point. I was just doing it to to shut my family up, really. All right, okay, that's where that's where the interesting and I think that's where a lot of comes, people yeah. come at it from. I think I was I was I was quite quite happy in my life i was you know starting to turn a corner in my life and i was starting to be at a good place within myself so do you think that families um kind of push these arranged marriages and most of the time or even even some of the time the young person or the or the, the, the individual doesn't really want to get married i think the way i phrase it is they lightly nudge them right lightly nudge them and they keep lightly nudging them until they kind of go you know what I'll just give it a go just to shut you guys up. And is that sort of what happened in your instance? Because that, what... that happened. that's what happened in my instance as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is what happens in most cases, I think. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes there is a time where a guy is ready, but mostly it's the family kind of putting that, you know, heat on their back. Like, look, you're, you're over 25 now. Mm. You there's a cut-off age, isn't there, in our culture? I think there's like 30, 32 then you'll have to apparently they say then you'll have to start finding somebody who's been married before or right that's considered a bad thing but you know that that's what that's where they come at it from after a certain age so um yeah i think i think there there is there is definitely that that behind it Mm. and how would you say you found the the process so for me in my very unique experience i would say um i meant from finding a partner so from starting the um, process of um, sort of arranged meetings to the process of saying okay yes I want to take this one sort of all the way um, that was pretty relatively easy for me um, and I think I'm very very lucky when I say that but for you how would you say was it stressful was it easy was it quick was it um it was almost um, s- seamless it was seamless. in a way in a way it just kind of just just you just kept meeting people and then eventually you yeah, met the one al- that you wanted yeah, to yeah it almost felt like it it, it just happened um there were a few awkward encounters a few rejections on their end where they just weren't interested and to be fair i was at a point where i kind of see myself spending the rest of my life with them it was just 
I wanted to have a conversation. They didn't. And there were some times when I wanted to have a when they wanted to have a conversation and I wasn't And you didn't. It just was a process of just keep going to until you found someone that, you know, well, to to, to shush your family a little until you were like, okay, maybe there's potential in this one. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't something I'd look forward to. You know, we had them once every two weeks, once every week and... Once uh, a week is a lot. uh, I think there's 52 weeks in the year. True, I think maybe (laughs) I'm being a bit extreme. Once a month, I would say. Once a month, once every three weeks, I think. Uh, At one point, it was one a week really for a bit but was that your prime age like you know yeah there were where everyone sort of going through arranged marriages but, what would that be 23 um, 24 i'd okay. say but i just wasn't interested around the time and then we tried again and once every three four weeks um but yeah i mean it's it's it, it was it was an encounter that i wouldn't look forward to it was uh really yeah you, you're you're going into a stranger's house you're you know uh, being the, put on the, display the most... and i think i think the most the most frustrating thing was that i didn't really want any of that so mm. it was just let's get this out of the way you know what i mean like my kind of you know let's thinking get this out of the way. and i think that's very typical to modern i think sort of youngsters in today i think that's very very true because i was the same yeah. we kind of our family um come from traditional sort of india pakistan those types of areas and they brought they are brought up with those traditional values and as we kind of just adhere to them purely just to keep them happy i would say wouldn't you agree i'd say so but at the same time we do things in a fresh new out way. of all my friends i'm probably the most kind of um the least outgoing i'd say in that kind of sense the least it, outgoing. the least traditional probably oh, would be a fair way to put it and right i know what you um mean. all my friends who are asian and even not asian are not are not married and some of them are older than me so and what's your age for the for the record 27 so i think i've got mates who are 28 one's turning 29 and none of them are married and none of them look like they you know about to get married so right yes and no the culture is changing isn't it? i think times are changing i think the tide is changing I, i definitely think that i think that arranged marriages are happening but they're happening on the individual's terms and i think in the previous ways of doing things it was more forced would you agree so we had kind of like a modern take so what we did was we had um an arranged meeting but then we exchanged numbers and talked for a long time a long time a long time to the point where my family were pushing me to be like hey are you are you serious about this person and my answer was truly i do not know Mm. it was something that i had to take my time in um and once i explained that to them they were kind of understanding how are your family because we we did take quite a long time yeah i think a lot of the time mine was i don't know as well and i was getting pressed for a kind of more concrete answer and i I just couldn't give that Mm. but i think one other thing i want to touch on was that nowadays you've got a lot of a lot of ways of meeting people mm. and i don't necessarily think that's always a good thing yeah okay go so i think i think you've got all forms of social media then you've got all forms of kind of dating sites and then all forms of uh islamic kind of meeting up hookups whatever what do you think but is sort of the best I, I think that i think that that sense of you you give variety and so much option and so much choice it almost limits people's way of thinking so they don't really tend to give somebody a chance or they don't really tend to get to know somebody. They just base it on, you know, a few texts and some pictures. And I think, I think, I think when you're, when you're forced into a situation that we had and you actually meet people face to face and you don't just look at it upon the surface. um, I think it's, it's, 
it, it changes things a lot. And I think sometimes in tradition, in an old way of doing things, there's actually quite a bit of um, um, a blessing in a way. Cause I get what you mean. There's pros think, and cons, isn't there? Yeah, I think because if you met me through other forms of communication... Social media. Social media. I'd you, probably be like, nope. Exactly. <laughs> You'd probably be like, nope to me as well. Exactly. So it's... it's I think, I think um, this kind of... It gives a more personable touch, isn't it? It does. It needs to be, even though it's awkward, even though it can be a bit cringe sometimes, it needs to be encouraged because, in my opinion, nothing compares to that face-to-face, person-to-person, personality kicking it off, you know, really letting your personality show. It's that awkward first date that that kind of blooms into something great, isn't it? It is. And if you have, like, an instant social media kind of look at their page and what, and you give them that instant judge, yeah. it just kind of defeats all that purpose. You, you lose that chance of that happening, of something potentially happening. Exactly. Because you've just got that. We live in a society, I have to agree with you, we live in a society where we instantly judge people, we instantly judge things. Um, it's We've got a very short attention span. Um, and sitting down and talking to people, even us, it was pretty quick. We gave that sort of 20 minutes to kind of judge yeah. whether we want to know that person. And although it's better, yeah, you know, like, so, so a lot of people, if they have a terrible first date, they wouldn't try again. But I take the kind of a strong mentality of, you know, give it another chance. I think everything deserves a second chance. Yes. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. And, and, and I think uh, sometimes you see that there's a little something there, you know, when you go on a first date, and even if it's bad, you can always see beyond that and see that something. Now, if it's bad all over and you don't see anything there, then fair enough. Yeah. But um, I think I, I, th- I think the point that I was kind of getting Sorry, to yeah, is that, um, like me, a lot of people are not really good with kind of talking over text and, you know, over, you know, typing words and letting that kind of... S- letting your personality show through text. Things get misconstrued easily, isn't misconstrued- it? Humour can get taken away can get taken away and also at the same time i think when you're writing by text some people are more easier going or are able to let their personality really show through talking Mm. and you know just being themselves and some people find it hard or some people just can't be themselves through text form and i have that kind of um struggle i always have and i know a lot of people do so i think i think with that kind of in mind um, I know we're a kind of text, Instagram, WhatsApp world right Generation, now. Generation, yeah. But I think I think that that other form of communication does need to be encouraged because there's a lot of people who could meet, you know, somebody yeah. that they could potentially really, really like and be into. And you know, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes into a conversation, you know that there's something there worth exploring. Yeah. Which you can't really figure out through text. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And... Um, I would say another pro with arranged marriages, and I think we should get onto the cons next, but another pro of it is a lot of the times on social media, you don't know that person's intention. No. Or or sort of on Bumble or Tinder. Well, Tinder, you kind of know their intention. But on most sort of um, messaging sites and things like that, you're not really sure of their intention. When you meet them as part of a family, you know, they they can't really mess up or do anything silly. Or say anything silly because their family's there. It's kind yeah, of. I think you'd be surprised. Really. I think you'd be surprised. I've heard of certain instances where, it, even then, you know, I think I think it's down to the personality and the right. person. Um, but I think it makes it gives it a more serious note for those people who are looking for something more serious and don't want just a fling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think you're definitely right there. I think when families are involved, um, 
I think certain people react differently to how they would. So say if a girl turns them down and it's just done through them meeting each other, the guy might be a bit more kind of dismissive of her. Um, but when family's involved, he might kind of think twice about how he's going to react, how right. he's going to end, end things or, you know, on what terms he's going to end things. Mm. Because he knows that, you know, his family are behind it and they it, the message could get kind of put to them. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying there. So I think because we've had a great experience with arranged marriages, we've kind of focused on the pros and how we found it. Um, I want you to kind of discuss the cons on it and how would you compare it to love marriages? Um, and whether you see any difference to that sort of what's your take on that um, as well so like a lot of the times we hear just in our society of arranged marriages you know starting off happening um, and then you know you, they announce their engagement is kind of sometimes an event sometimes isn't yeah. and then um, just a couple of months later a couple of weeks later it's all kind of broken off um, and that happens quite a bit wouldn't you say I'd say it does, and I'd say it's either through family pressure or them not getting to know each other well or thinking mm. they know each other and then figuring out that they actually don't know each other. From what I've heard, um, I would say 80% of it is family drama. Family's not getting along. Yes. Um, and I would say that's quite an important part. How how important would you say that is? I think, I think because it's the family who orchestrate it and who kind of do the introduction and who are behind it pulling the strings in a way, I think they hold the power to either make or break it as well because if they don't like something or they disagree, then because they've been behind it so much and they have such an influence, they can they can potentially end two make people or who are happy it, with people. It? Whereas when it's a love marriage and they've both met you know mutually between each other, and there's it's time harder for the, for the family, family to yeah. have an influence on that. Yes, but then there's obviously cons with in in that kind of scenario as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely fair. Would you do you think there's any other cons with arranged marriages? Um, um I think there's plenty. I think um, it's just you might not know that person completely in and out, but that's with any relationship, I would say. Yeah, I think you don't really know anybody properly until you're actually married and you're living together. Mm. But I think I think there's there's a lot of cons with it. You know, in regards to. Um, just kind of putting yourself out there and mm, you know okay. what what can come with it and you know how family the pressure can be and affected. the judgment and... i think the biggest con is sometimes um if a girl finds out in confidence about a guy or if a family finds out about it then their kind of dirty laundry could be aired out there a little bit mm. and i think that tends to happen quite a lot so you know if a guy's got a certain past if a girl's got a certain past and kind of the word gets to the family sometimes not all the time but sometimes Families are all like, into a big deal, we isn't it? ended it with that girl because we found out this, this, that, that, that about her. Mm. And then her Rather name than... kind of, or his name gets kind of um, worsened in a way. It, rather than having one person's opinion, that would be your partner. You have about four, which is her whole family. Exactly. It, that's what it is, isn't it? And exactly. that's a tough thing for anyone to go through, uh, to get four opinions, let alone one. Yes. Um, and then those four all being above par for you to then, okay, yeah, then you can move on to the next stage. Yeah, so, I mean, that that does usually happen, like a background screening kind of check. Yes, that is a thing that actually happens, which is a bit odd. But it's like, um, what have you heard about the boy? That's how they kind of phrase it to other yeah. family members. Is he a good boy? Uh, yeah. Things like that, What you know is he is he good enough yeah kind of i i, I think topic. i think the one thing that should probably be checked is abuse wise 
and how if it's got like a weird yeah, past like criminal a, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or something like that, because that's something that somebody would want to know about. But something in regards to, oh, yeah, he used to get up to a lot of trouble when he was younger. And, you know, she used to, you know, go out on dates with a lot of guys before. I think stuff like that shouldn't really be... How would you feel? Okay, I'll give you a scenario now. So let's say there was um, a, a, a girl and a boy um, and uh, the girl had a past, but she hadn't mentioned anything to the boy and they'd been together for six months. The family found out and then told the boy. What do you think about that scenario? Do you think he they should be involved to tell him or do you think that it's out? It's not their business? They should. I, 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 I don't think it's their place to tell him, but at the same time... You I understand that in today's day and age that they would tell him. Mm, okay. Um, it's just about how how he reacts to that more than anything, because that's happened in the past. And guys have kind of been like, "Oh yeah, well I'm not interested then." Yeah. Um, also mothers have a big influence. So if a mother tells a son, you know, she's done this, this, that, you know, don't do it, mm. then he doesn't want to seem kind of you know, desperate, or eager in front of his family as well. Yeah. rebel against them so he normally just kind of sides with them yeah so i think it's more down to the family to be understanding of people's past and histories yeah. and kind of be like look this is his or her past this is their history i think you should talk to them and fa- get to the bottom of it and find out how you feel about it and and then work from there work it from there yeah no i think that's good i think that's sort of all the topics i wanted to discuss around arranged marriages is there anything else you want to discuss i mean we could t- talk at it at length i yeah, think I, th- I think i think it's hard for me to talk about love marriage yeah. because I haven't experienced it myself. I know I know a person close to me who's experienced it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like in, in a way it's it's in our culture, it's not too different to to arrange marriage in a way, hmm. because all it is, is they've known each other for X amount of months or years. And then the whole kind of Family ceremony knows. or whatever it is or ritual of arranged marriage goes through so then the families meet then the kind of it's it's more it's more getting the approval of the parents or the elders mm. as opposed to getting the, the approval straight thumbs away up of the of the of the kids uh, i think normally when the parents make the meetings then they've already kind of said that that's their approval yeah they've given their it. approval almost instantly hasn't yeah, they just so waiting when, for you to make your decision exactly but when the kids are making the the meeting it's more them seeking approval from the parents i think that's the major difference between the two yeah i think there's definitely pros and cons to both like i've i've known of stories where people have met once before the arranged marriage and have had such a long healthy relationship um and that you know people have been in love since they were teenagers and still had a long happy relationship i think it comes down to chance you know um uh, sort of each person's individual personality then there's a whole range of things we could talk Do about you and think discuss. it's a case of what some people have said when they've had love marriages that they've been with each other for x amount of months or years and they felt like they knew each other so well and then they got married and moved in together and they realised that they didn't actually know each other. That is a big topic. Thought. That's one topic I sort of want to discuss is living with another person and how we've kind of handled it and, you know, how hard it is and how someone... So your 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 sort of perception of a person can change once after you've lived with them for a, a good couple of months. Yes, I, th- I think I think that's, that's a make or break situation. That I is, that is. Probably have to be a conversation for another day. Yeah, definitely. Um, should we end it here then? Yeah, okay, let's yeah. end it there. Thank you very much for listening. This is um, said an F and we are called Married a Muslim. Hopefully some new episodes coming out soon. Yep. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Bye.